Good morning, and God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are just so happy to be able to come to you today in service. It feels different because you're not here, amen, in the sanctuary, but the presence of God is so strong in our midst. And we want to transmit that to you today, that the presence of the Lord, the same way that he's here with us in the house of God, he's home with you. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you that we're going to be doing Holy Communion at the end of this message. So if you need to grab some elements at home, you know, you say, I don't have grape juice. Listen, whatever you have will do. The Lord knows what we're all trying to do. And so whatever you find, you know, find something that you can use as, as the wine and something you can use as the bread and join us later in Holy Communion. It is going to be a transforming experience for you. Those of you that are from RLS know that I always have, when I can, a testimony that I'd like to share with you of things that God is doing. And I think one situation that we call all can identify with is having to go to the supermarket and having to try to find items that you're looking for. And so what I've begun to do is every time I go to the supermarket, I say, if it pleases you, Lord, for me to find this, this, and that. And I usually say what it is that I'm looking for. And I usually tell the Lord how many of each item I'm looking for as well. And so I want to share this week's experience with you. I go to my local supermarket. And as I'm going in, I'm saying, if it pleases you, Lord, that I can find these items, it's wonderful. But if I don't find them, I'm going to praise you anyway because I know who you are and I know who I am in you and that's well for my soul, see? So I went in this week and I said, well, Lord, um, you know, we have a, a two-month-old baby granddaughter and I said, well, I know that they're always looking for baby formula water, which is not your typical um, bottled water. And so whenever I go in the supermarket, I always look to see if I find any baby formula water. And so I had three things or four things that I was asking the Lord for. One of them was the baby water. And so as I, I said, you know what, I'm going to do that first. And so I go down the baby aisle and I see how empty the aisles are. You know, the shelves are empty. And I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to walk down. Um, I'm looking for two gallons of baby water for the formula. And I walked all the way down the aisle. I looked both sides and I took my time. And there were no gallons of baby water. I said, praise the Lord. And I kept going. I said, okay, Lord, I need one gallon of orange juice. This is what I'm looking for. And I made the right into where the, the juice and the milk and all that is at, it's right close to the baby aisle. And I turn and there's one gallon of orange juice sitting there. And I look to my left and I look to my right 
And I said, praise the Lord. This is the gallon of orange juice I'm asking for. And I grabbed it. I put it in my cart. I said, well, Lord, you know, I really wanted um, some tortillas because I really wanted to make quesadillas. And I look right across from the, if you know what supermarket I'm talking about, right across from the orange juice is usually the racks of quesadilla tortillas, right? So I look over there and all the racks are empty. So I stood in front of it and I said, Lord, I just wanted two packs of quesadillas today. I want to make quesadillas. And something told me to do this. And when I did that, there was two packs of tortillas all the way in the back. I looked and I went left, right. These are for me. I put my hand in there and I pulled out my two packs of tortillas. I said, praise the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, on to my next item. But I had to pass the baby aisle again. And as I'm passing the baby aisle, I look to my left, two gallons of baby water for formula. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is absolute truth. As I'm standing here in God's altar, and I look like that, and I said, now, where did you come from? I said, thank you, Jesus, and I put my hand on the two gallons of water, and I put them. I mean, this is unreal. I was just praising. I was smiling behind my mask. I was laughing. I was like, God, you are so awesome. The little things that are important to us are important to him. And so I'm going to finish with this one because I think some of you will get a kick out of this. I went to another supermarket and I walked in and I said, Lord, you know what I never asked for is toilet paper. I never asked for toilet paper. There's never toilet paper anywhere, but I don't really need it. But, you know, I don't only buy for myself. I think of my kids. And I said, well, you know what, Lord? Um, today I'm going to look for toilet paper. And I don't know why, because there's never toilet paper anywhere. I go, but I'm going to look for toilet paper. So I keep walking, you know, and I get to the toilet paper aisle. And I look to my left. And there's four packs of toilet paper. I looked to my left. I looked to my right. I said, I'm not looking for toilet paper, but thank you, Lord. And I took two of them and I said, you know, I'm leave for somebody else, but I'm taking two. I'm taking them home for my children. I said, thank you, Lord. The littlest thing, the littlest thing. I mean, I rejoice so much in that. And I'm like, Lord, you are so unreal in the things that you do. You are so marvelous and you are so wonderful. And I praise him even, even for the toilet paper. So I do have extras. Now, don't all of you email me at the same time. But I do have some unexpectedly just received it. And I'm just, you know, I'm just thankful. This, this is how I do my shopping now. I ask the Lord for the things that I need, and I know that somehow and in some way, this is faith. He comes through. It's, it's marvelous to live this way, marvelous to see the hand of God. So, you know, those of you that are from RLS know that we stress so much the word of God, that everything that we need is in the word of God. 
And so today, I just want to go through Psalm 86. Psalm 86. So you're at home, look in your Bibles. I'm reading again from the Passion Translation for this psalm. And this is a psalm that David used and he encouraged others to use it as well, especially in the day of affliction. So he encouraged this. And you know, a lot of the songs that David wrote contained prayers, but not all his prayers were songs, you know. And so this prayer uh, that's found in this psalm is such a direct and personal prayer to God. And I hope that you make it your personal and direct prayer to God today. I'm going to read through the Psalms, and then I'm going to just pull out some important points from it. And the, the title of today's message, as, as brief as it might be, is called The Substitute. The Substitute. So let us read, and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, bend down to listen to my prayer. I am in deep trouble. I'm broken and humbled, and I desperately need your help. Guard my life, for I'm your faithful friend your loyal servant for life. I turn to you in faith, my God, my hero. Come and rescue me. Lord God, hear my constant cry for help. Show me your favor and bring me to your fountain of grace. Restore joy to your loving servant once again. For all I am is yours, O oh God. Lord, you are so good to me, so kind in every way, and ready to forgive, for your grace fountain keeps overflowing, drenching all your lovers who pray to you. God, won't you pay attention to this urgent cry? Lord, bend down to listen to my prayer. Whenever trouble strikes, I will keep crying out to you, for I know your help is on the way. God, there's no one like you. I love that. I have to say it again. God, there is no one like you. There's no other God as famous as you. You outshine all others, and your miracles make it easy to know you. Lord Almighty, you are the one who created all the nations. Look at them. They're all on their way. Yes, the day will come when they all will worship you and put your glory on display. You are the one and only God. What miracles, what wonders, what greatness belongs to you. Teach me more about you, how you work and how you move, so that I can walk onward in your truth until everything within me brings honor to your name. With all my heart and passion, 
I will thank you, my God. I will give glory to your name always and forever. You loved me so much and you placed your greatness upon me. You rescued me from the deepest place of darkness and you have delivered me from certain death. God, look at how these arrogant ones have defied me. Like a vicious band of violent men, they have tried to kill me. They wouldn't worry for a moment that they were sinning against you. But Lord, your nurturing love is tender and gentle. You are slow to get angry, yet so swift to show your faithful love. You are full of abounding grace and truth. Bring me to your grace fountain so that your strength becomes mine. Be my hero and come rescue your servant once again. Send me a miraculous sign to show me how much you love me so that those who hate me will see it and be ashamed. Don't they know that you, Lord, are my comforter, the one who comes to help me? Wow. <laughs> Does this psalm not speak to you? It speaks to me in so many ways. It speaks to me. How many times haven't we been in deep trouble? Plenty of times. Haven't we been in situations that we've seen them and said, oh, there's just absolutely no way out of this? I don't find a door that I can get through. I don't see how this situation is going to turn around in my favor. I think we've all been there. And we've desperately cried out to God for help. And this is what it tells us in verse 3. I'm your faithful friend, your loyal servant for life. See, what we have to understand and, and see the correlation in is having relationship with God, with Jesus, is what guarantees us an ear to be heard. See, this is what guarantees it. And if you've been following us Wednesday and Friday, we've talked to you about the three dimensions of Jesus. We've talked to you about how in the Gospels we see him as Savior. And, and we look at the church in the book of Acts. Now he is the Lord of the church, the head of the church. And then later we will see him in the book of Revelations as the high and powerful, mighty, reigning king. And so this is where we need to move to. We need to move from seeing him only as Savior, but now being able to recognize and submit ourselves to his lordship. How does it say it in this verse 3? Your loyal servant for life. These are lifelong decisions. These are not decisions that we make for the moment these are decisions that we make and we say, God, I want to serve you and know you for the rest of my life. These are lifelong decisions. And they are the best decisions that you will ever make. 
In verse 3, it tells us, Lord, as I, as I cry out for help, can you show me your favor? God is constantly and continuously showing his favor to his children. Are you a child of God? I'm not talking about creation. We were all created by God and we're all creation of God. But are we his children? And as children, I can run into his throne room. As a child of God, I can climb up and sit on his lap. As a child of God, I can put my cares and my worries, my joys and my, you know, my dreams before him. And I know that he's listening to me. Do you have that today? Can you share that with someone else today, that joy that you have in the Lord? I don't feel any sense of fear with what's going around. I have this unbelievable peace in my heart because I know who God is. And I know that he is watching over me and mine. Do you have that peace today. It tells us in, in verse 4, it says, I, all that I am is yours, Lord. All that I am is yours. We can't hold back any part of a life from God. Are you willing to give God all that is, that is you? Even the mess ups, you know, we all know exactly what our shortcomings are. We know them. And you know what? God knows them too. And yet he says, give that all to me and I'm going to turn that around and I'm going to make you the person that I designed you to be. That's awesome to know that God is willing to do that for you and for me. Lord, you're just so good to me, so kind in every way. How do we forget the kindness and the tender mercies of God? That every day as we wake up, we see a new dawning of a day. As we go to bed, we see a whole full day before us. How do we forget the kindness of God? We can't. He has been so kind to us in every way. It says that the grace fountain keeps overflowing. We need to show a little grace today to our Chinese brothers. There's so many of us that are angry at them because of a microscopic virus that you cannot even see with your naked eye. We're upset with them and some people have been cruel and mean to them. And I apologize for what they have gone through because it's, it's not right. They are as much a victim of this disease as any one of us. And so I pray blessings upon our Asian brothers today. Blessing upon blessing for them. And Pastor Jay, he will be praying about this later on. Whenever trouble strikes in my life, I know one thing, that your help is on the way. Always. It might not be in the timing that I think, but it's in the perfect timing of God to give me the maximum benefit and blessing 
that I can get from it. It's on its way. There is no one like you. There is no other God as famous as you. I love this verse. There's no other God because the God that we serve, I don't just put him on a shelf and look at him and dust him off. The God that we serve is a relational God. He's a personal God. He hears me when I speak to him. He speaks to me and I hear him. And you know what? He loves me and wants me. See, that's, that's the difference. This is such a God that has put everything down on your behalf and mine. He was willing to come down from glory, take the form of man, go through a life of trials and tribulations here because, yes, Jesus went through trials and tribulations just like you and I have. And he died on a cross willingly to be your substitute and mine. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that I didn't deserve that sacrifice. I've done a lot of bad things, and I've had a lot of bad thoughts. And even through all of that, he still wanted me. Even before I knew him, even before I knew that he was there, he had already made a plan for me. And that was to substitute my sin, take it upon himself, and give me an opportunity for eternity. That is huge. And I know that some of you listening to me, you've had issues with things that people have done to you or haven't done for you. And you know, at that moment, it might have been important to you, but it's not important now. And as you look back at all of these situations that have kept you from God because you've been angry or upset about them, you have missed out on this wonderful opportunity of having relationship with God. Friendship. Friendship with God. You've lost that. It's time to come back. The price that he paid for you to have relationship with him was very high because he thought that you were worth it. He saw the finished product. He saw the greatness in you, and he thought that you were worth it. And I know that today being a Christian is not the most popular thing. I know that today it's not what people want to declare themselves to be. But I know that the day is coming when they will have to worship God and put his glory on display. Whether they want to or not, they're going to have to acknowledge that the way that this whole situation with this virus has turned around, it's been a miraculous thing. Miraculous when I look at the numbers and, and, you know, and I look at the numbers of people who have died in proportion to how many people are uh, affected by this virus, I'm like, wow, God, thank you. Thank you. Because as I see that, we're at 1.63% of people who have died from this. You know, 
poor, you know, the poor people in Italy are at 10% and in China, 6%. And, and I say, thank you, God, that I live in the United States of America that has a healthcare system that is able to, to work us through this. Scientists that are dedicated to finding answers and solutions. And I pray to God that he continues to give them the ability to know how to do this. It doesn't come from them. It comes from God who gives it to them, the knowledge to do this. And so I pray for them that the Lord will continue to give them insight in how to deal with this. Insight. But I thank God that I live in a country with a president that acknowledges that there's a God. That acknowledges that there's one above him that is the only answer for the situations that are going on in the United States. And so I thank God for the leadership that he put in place. Because the scripture tells us that God is the one who places our leaders for divine purposes and divine times in the history of man. You are the one and only God. You are the only one who can do these things. You're the only one that does miracles. You're the only one that does wonders. All of the greatness belongs to you. That was verse 10. And verse 11 teaches us something that we cannot just know about God in one moment, but we have to be on a continuous, lifelong journey of knowing who he is. Knowing him. In all, in all of your lifetime, you will never know all of God. There is so much to him. But every day we should seek to know him. Teach me more about you, David said. And with all my heart and passion, I will thank you. You love me so much, verse 13 says. And you placed greatness upon me. Now just think about that a minute. The scripture tells us that he has made us. These mess ups. He's made us royalty. He's made us royal priesthood. That's not for everybody. That's for his children. For his children. He has made us greatness. It says your nurturing love is tender and gentle. Do you know how many things we've done that we've probably deserved death for? Many things. And yet God is able to forgive our sins because he sees us through the shed blood on the cross of Calvary. He sees us through that blood. And even though the things that we do would want him to want to strike us, what puts the pause is that blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary that was shed for you and for me. And I know that today we pray for him to rescue us from this virus. But something else will come up tomorrow. There's always something that will come up while we live in this life. And we have that opportunity to call on the name of Jesus to rescue us once again. Verse 17 says, send me a miraculous sign. 
to show me how much you love me. Do you need a sign today? Do you need a miraculous sign, something unexpected? Maybe something that you feel is undeserving, but yet God has allowed you to tune in to us today so that you can just let God into your heart and let you be able to finally see that there's more to your life than just what surrounds you and the people that are around you and the things that entertain you. I tell you, all the gods came down in this virus. If you are a huge sports fan, all you have is reruns now. There's only so much you could watch a rerun, right? If you're into a lot of entertainment, if, if you love just doing the club scene, well, the clubs are shut down because I don't think they're considered essential, right? So your club is down, your sports arenas are down, your movie theaters are down, your restaurants are down. Wow. And now what you're left with is you and your eternity. That's what you're left with. You and your eternity. But thank God that he's my comforter. I thank God for that. I read this psalm and I absolutely understood what David was talking about. You know, this morning as I was getting ready for service or for this service, I heard a, uh, I was listening to Lee Strobel, and I heard a testimony that he was sharing about a pastor who lost his wife. She was 30 years old. He lost her to a, to a condition, a disease. And they had three children that were, were left, the oldest being 12. And on the way to the funeral home to do the service for his wife and their mother, this huge truck came alongside them on the highway and cast a large shadow over their vehicle. The 12-year-old, which is the oldest, looked out the window and she saw the shadow and she had a moment of panic and she became afraid. And the father's driving and he tells her, honey, what do you think was the less of these two? Was it getting hit by the truck or the shadow that the truck cast on our car? And the 12-year-old thought about it and she said, well, I guess, I guess it was the shadow that was the lesser of the two. And the father told her, well, why is that? And she said, because it couldn't hurt me. It couldn't hurt me. The shadow couldn't hurt me. And it just threw me right into the scripture. Psalms 23, 4. Psalms 23, 4. That says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
And so as this father is in the car with his children, the last thing he tells his daughter is, honey, mom may have been overshadowed by this shadow of death, but it didn't take her. Didn't take her. Because when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he took back the keys, the authority of death and of hell. So that death and the, it cannot touch us. It cannot touch our body physically and it cannot touch our soul. It cannot condemn us to hell. But again, are you a child of God? Because you experience this when you're a child of God. He took the keys back for all those that belong to him. See? And so this is why we do not fear death because it's a shadow. It's like a child. You know when, when you're a kid and you're in your room and you see all funny shapes in the dark in your room and you're afraid and you call your mom, your dad, and they come in and they flip the switch on the light and the shadow is no longer there. It cannot touch you. It's a shadow. We understand this. That's why we do not fear during this time. Those of us that are in Christ Jesus and know him and trust him, we have no fear and no panic in our lives because we know that this life we're living right now, it's a moment, but what waits us is an eternity with him, an eternity with Christ. We worry so much about our life right here and we give little thought to our eternity. We need to start thinking about our eternity. It's much, much longer than these few years that we live on this earth. We have an eternity to look forward to. These last times that we've been you this, uh, with you this week as we streamline, um, we've been really talking a lot about the church. And we've been really like being strong with the church and there's a reason for that because as the church, we are supposed to be alleviating the fears and the panic of the people when we, are, we surround them with our trust and faith in God. And we need to step up and we need to do that for people today. Church, wake up and do what you've been called to do. Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. Philippians 4, verses 5 through 7 says, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, isn't that awesome? This is why we like to read the word, because it encourages us. It gives us peace. We are going to be doing Holy Communion right now. And we want to give Holy Communion the reverence that it deserves because it came at a really high price.
And so I'm going to ask you to start gathering your elements. And as we look at the elements, I want you to know that, you know, I, w- I was watching um, Pastor Bill Johnson doing Holy Communion, and it has changed and transformed my way of looking at Holy Communion. It is just not a ceremony that we do. There's so much more to it. And today, you're going to be an active part of what we're doing. Because as we do Holy Communion, we're going to be doing prayers in between. You are going to be making prayers. And so, Pastor Jay, he's going to come forward. He's going to join me here. And I want you to know that as we look at the body of Christ, we are holding in our hands the testimony of his death. This is the testimony of his death. He was broken so that we would be whole. He was emptied so that we could be filled. He was despised so that we could be received. He was rejected so that we could be accepted. He was afflicted so we would be spared. He became poor so we could become rich. Royal priesthood. And we're going to be doing Holy Communion. And we're going to look at three different areas of our life as we do it. We're doing Holy Communion for myself, for yourself. We're doing Holy Communion for my family, your family. And we're doing Holy Communion for others in our community as well. So for myself, I'm going to give you the example. I'm going to be praying over my needs at this moment and as I as I pray for myself as I you know I'm holding the the communion the elements I pray and I say Lord by your stripes I'm healed I am covered whatever creative miracle you need in your life this is the time that you ask for it Whatever it is that you feel that you physically need, this is your moment to ask for that. So I'm going to tell you to take the element in your hand. And I want you to say, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And I want you to now take a minute or two. And to just pray to God for the things that you physically need in your body. And you need to tell him. I need you to say it. You don't have to shout it out. But you should say it. Because you need to hear what you're asking God for. You, he already knows what you need. But you need to hear what you're asking God for. And so take one minute or two. And just do that right now.
Now you're going to be praying for your family. And you're going to take a moment and you're going to name them. And, and this is, I'm going to give you the example. I say, Lord, I pray for Gabriel. I pray for Abraham. I pray for Laura. I pray for Jackie. I pray for Tanya. And I pray for Jay. I pray for Madison. I pray for Lucas. I pray for Micah. And I pray for Kaylee. I pray for my mom. And I pray for my mother-in-law. Give them a heart to know you. This is what you're going to pray. Give them a heart to know you. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Divine encounters for them, Lord. I pray to each and every one of them. And I pray, Lord, that in my family and name them, the prodigals to return. Yes. The prodigals, those that knew you and have left you, parents and spouses and children and relatives, name them by name. And pray that there be no divisions in your family, in your church family, wherever break down the walls of division. And so right now you're going to do that as you have your element in your hand. You pray for your family. Name them. I'm going to give you a minute or two to name them. Those in your immediate family and those prodigals that need to come back in the name of Jesus right now. for others you're going to specifically name people again without shouting just name them out loud ask for creative miracles in their lives those that live around you your neighbors pray for awakenings in their homes pray that they be awakened at night with heavenly encounters that we not only limit this to the Muslim nations but that we can say Lord my neighbor can have a divine encounter with you where they come in contact with a man named Jesus. Yes. Those are the things we pray for. And this is going to be the hardest for, for you and for me. Pray for those who have gone against you. That's what we're doing. Pray for them to have a rich heritage in Christ. Don't pray to be vindicated or to be found without fault. But pray for them to be blessed. Pray for them to be blessed. And so now take a minute and think of your neighbors and pray these things for them. Think of the people that have, you know, done you wrong in your estimation and just pray blessings. Let's take a minute to do that.
this is what we're going to say as we take the element. We're going to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Okay? So repeat with me. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Partake of the bread. Partake of the wine. Oh, Father. We love you. We love you. inhale your presence as we exhale these blessings as we bless as we release blessings we make room for your glory to just overwhelm us and so we thank you thank you for this word of encouragement this word of hope we pray blessings health over Pastor Margie over the pastoral team in this church. We pray blessings over every one of these servants that have made it to this room to assist us in making this happen, Father. We pray blessings over their families. And of course, we pray blessings over all those that are tuning in. Oh, Father, invade their homes like you've invaded this sanctuary this morning. Invade their lives, invade their territory. God, and as I've been praying for there to be a shifting, let there be a shifting in the supernatural realm, in the spiritual realm that would be felt in the natural. Thank you for the things you're doing. Lord, and we just want to pray, as Pastor Margie said, we want to bless our Asian brothers. We want to bless every one of them who have become such a contributing part to the prosperity of this country Lord we are indebted to our Asian brothers we pray blessings over them Father and a blessing will always outdo a curse and so we, we speak oh God oh Lord to every thought that seeks to put a label on our Asian brothers we speak for it to cease in the name of Jesus and we decree, O oh God, that we are one nation under God, indivisible. We will not allow anything to divide us. And that the nation that is within the nation, the body of Christ, the church, we will lead the charge of unity. We will lead the charge of harmony, O oh God, and the rest of the nation will follow and the nations of the world will follow. We pray, O oh God, for our brothers in China 
that are laying down their lives because they're being persecuted every day. We pray for them, but we, we say, oh God, cause them to pray for us because they have something that we lack. We face this virus, oh God, and we face this situation, oh God, and, 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 and we've kind of allowed the world to in, entangle us in, in the panic and in the fear. These people live in fear 24-7. They live, oh God, with their lives at risk 24-7, but yet they have the peace that surpasses all understanding, and they're willing to even die for your, cross, for your cause. We pray for the church in China, the underground church, the hidden church. God, we pray that you would have mercy on them, that you would raise them up, oh God, so that there would be a beacon of light and of hope to the rest of the world and every other persecuted country, Father. And as we continue, oh God, to, to, to pray for this situation that, that has affected us globally, Father, we are believing that you are in control and that once this is all said and done, your church will rise up gloriously and your glory will be displayed by your people throughout all the earth. So we give you praise this morning. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Again, we're the Rivers of Life Cyber Church. We are located at 617 North 10th Street, corner of Allentown. It's a beautiful church filled with beautiful people that would love to bless you. Amen. So once this is said and done and we open the doors to our church, we want you to run in here, man. We want you to run in here. There's no better place to be than in the house of God with the people of God. And so listen, God has taken us through this. Sometimes he will not take us around, but he will take us through the fire. But the great thing is that thou art with me. He's with you. He's with us. So we bless you this morning as we conclude this service. Amen. Stay safe. As I always say, don't get out from under the shadow of his wings because that's the best place for you to be protected, you and your family. We bless you. In Jesus' name. We see you Wednesday, Wednesday, 7 p.m., live on Facebook. We'll see you then. God bless.